Hello and welcome back to the Everything Must Go podcast. I'm Steven and with me as always is Brandon. And in this episode, we're going to be doing a look back on the decade that was the 2010s. Brandon, tell us more. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's going to be a look back on these last 10 years and uh, what great 10 years they were. Steven and I started off these 10 years graduating from high school, so we'll get into that. We'll also just talk about... so. With that being said, we'll talk about some personal stuff within the last 10 years, but we also want to take a uh, a look back on some of the uh, m- more memorable events that really had nothing to do with us, but I mean, if you think about how we impacted the universe, you could say that we were responsible for probably all of these events. I, I'd say every event that happened in the 2010s in one way or another had something to do with us. Yeah, it's a butterfly effect. We yeah. came out swinging and... Things happened. It was a rippling. Yeah, area. no, that's that's how life works. <laughs> we learned that actually in the 2010s. <laughs> we did, yes. Uh, and then we will also we got quite a few audience comments that will address uh, for other people's memories of the 2010s. I think it's important to include those in this episode just because uh, we love including your guys's thoughts and feedback. Um, and well, uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, let me give a little bit of context from our perspective in the 2010s is Brandon and I, though we didn't go to the same high school, we both graduated in 2010. So that, uh, in that, that's so in high school, 2010, we graduate, and we've had a decade since then. <laughs> I feel like Thank I just God explained, for this context. I feel like I just explained the same thing. Okay, <laughs> fa- fast forward to whatever I was going to say. That was, really, that was really, really deep there, and then I'm going to make this point now, which is... Uh, Probably the most pivotal years of someone's life are those like that stretch because you literally become a man, you become a woman, depending on you know how you i how you identify. Um, but this is the time of your life where you're released to the wolves and you just got to figure some stuff out. And uh, this was the the biggest highs and the lowest of lows, undoubtedly during that decade or this decade, as it's not quite over yet. Uh, still a lot of great accomplishments to make in this. Uh, this last little home stretch here. And when, when Steven actually tr- talks about how this is when you become a man, he's referring to the 2010s specifically. Not, no matter what age you are, in the 2010s <laughs> is when you became a man. <laughs> let me clarify. Let me clarify for, uh, for those of you out there. So Brandon and I are both 27 years of age. Uh, I, I say that because you may not be. <laughs> In fact, you probably aren't. Mathematically speaking, there's probably like a one in probably less. I doubt many of our listeners are that old or that young. So like there's actually probably an okay chance that you're pretty close in age. But yes, good point. (laughs) (laughs) Worth clarifying. I got your back, man. Dude, appreciate you. 100p. 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 Um, Anything else we want to mention before we start? given the rundown here or start just going into some of the topics let's freaking i mean unless you just want to talk about stuff that has nothing to do with this episode for the first 15 minutes we could do that yeah no that's that's fine <laughs> have you guys watched hey arnold recently it's pretty good didn't come out in the decade but solid show overall <laughs> i'm ready so so no no, no. Uh, that's that's enough of the jokes my jokes got way better in the 2010s 100 percent, 100 p um okay so let's talk about some things that happened let's start toward the very very beginning of 2010 we're talking right around the time that brandon and i graduated high school where the ipad was officially released 
Do you remember that? Because I remember the iPhone really distinctly, but not so much on the iPad. I, I do remember thinking that the iPad was pointless. Yep, same. <laughs> I do remember that. That's like the one thought I do remember. Because I, 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 I remember being like, so it's bulkier than a phone and it can do less than my laptop, basically. <laughs> so uh, I don't... I, I, I guess this is a big, this was a big step into, I mean, I guess America has been heading towards a very consumerist perspective anyways, um, or like that's what our standards are and whatnot, but that iPad was definitely a symbol of it because it's like one of those things that we definitely did not need, but uh, mm. a lot of people ended up getting anyways because Apple was just like, oh, if Apple comes out with the product, you got to get it. And uh, I was not impressed whatsoever. I mean, I know it wasn't Steve Jobs still alive at this time. You probably definitely weren't yeah. impressed because yeah, he was. you have a lot of beef with Steve Jobs. <laughs> I feel like I've mentioned Steve Jobs in like 15 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> there's like there's like a few random things that I go back to. It's like I don't know much about pop culture. I feel like I don't know nearly enough. So I just resort to like the same 10 things. <laughs> it's like Mario, Steve Jobs, <laughs> A. Arnold. <laughs> Same jokes, yeah. Bad optics, fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, dude, it's the same. It's the same thing. That's in the 2010s. I learned like 10 jokes and just used them the entire decade. So earlier, when you said your jokes got a lot better in this decade, you just really learned 10 more jokes that you repeated yeah, the entire. I learned time. one joke a year, and then yeah, that's about it. <laughs> some some years no jokes, some years a couple jokes, but it all averaged out to two jokes. Well, that's honestly, when you look back on any years, how you evaluate it is how many jokes you learned. So one a year isn't too bad. It's kind of amateur numbers, but maybe maybe the next decade you'll pick it up. Well, well, okay, well, let, me, let me say something on the iPad that actually I do think is interesting is I think I was more close-minded to things to start this decade than towards the end, especially from a technology standpoint, because I had that same feeling when I saw this iPad. I was like, I don't need this. I didn't have the foresight to understand that an iPad could be used at a event where they don't have cash registers or something as a way that someone could swipe their card. I didn't think about all of the, the valuable things that came with it. And I really do think that the iPad was one of those things that once I started to recognize how valuable that it was going to be, um, I started to actually open my mind a little bit to, okay, maybe sometimes technology is like this because I didn't pay attention to that stuff earlier on in my life. I think it was probably not until about 2010 that I was really thinking too much about uh, technology inventions. What, how is this going to affect the future of our lives? So that was a good learning lesson. Great points. You hated everything I just said. No, I don't. I think it's. I mean, it's a good point. I. I still don't. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe the iPad did more for technology than I'm giving it credit for, but I didn't think it was. Uh, I, I guess you do. You get. To, you see it used as kind of a cash register nowadays, but uh, yeah. I, well, I. I think this really speaks volumes to you being the closed-minded one and me being the open-minded one on the podcast. Exactly. That's. I think finally we have our proof. A lot of people were questioning it for a long time, but now it's like, well, if you ever needed to have an answer to your question, there it was right there. Dude, consider the optics. I've been considering the optics for years, probably for the last 10 years, to be honest. 
Oh, okay. Okay, good. Good. Well, let's let's talk about something else that happened right around that same time. I have actually a strong memory of this one. Uh, Rebecca Black's song Friday came out in March of 2011. Chilling in the front seat, kicking in the back seat. Can't make my mind up, which seat can I take? <laughs> we met shortly after this, kind of. We did. I mean, we met, like, that year. <laughs> we did, we did, we did. Uh, I remember this song a lot. Um, and then I also remember <laughs> going to a random audition <laughs> for the... I didn't even know what it was, but it ended up being an audition for the same record label that Rebecca Black was on. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got a personal uh, yeah. attachment to this. Yeah. So that's that's kind of what I think about every time I, I see her or hear this song. She's actually gotten a lot better since then. Um, I think oh, yeah. maybe she got vocal lessons or something. I don't know what she actually does now. But, yeah, that was... <laughs> I think Not to say that that was the start of meme culture, because I think uh, memes have been... So, somewhat in the work for a long time um in the works for a long time but uh stuff like that was definitely the uh, a, a big piece of online trolling <laughs> oh yeah yeah that was that was a weird time uh so i remember this because i went somewhere like right around this time me and my high school girlfriend broke up so we did like a teeny tiny bit into college, um, somewhere like in this general range. I don't remember exactly, but I just remember that this song came out around then. And I also remember uh, watching this in my dorm hall in college. Like we were like watching it in one of the study rooms. And I don't know, I, I actually, I kind of enjoyed it. <laughs> like I, I hate, I hate things like this, but for some weird reason I was, I was all about this because it's just the the randomness of it, uh, but people were super brutal. That was the first time that I realized just how harsh people can be on the internet. <laughs> like, I, I think before then I was sort of oblivious to, I mean, people were mean on my MySpace and things like that, but this is the first time I just saw a someone who had like 100 million views on this damn video get absolutely roasted by everybody, and... Uh, that was rough. That was one of the actually one of the first times where I actually thought about, wow, if I uh, if I ever got big, I'd have to, I'd have to be worried about something like this. And that that was kind of scary because before then, I was just thought, oh man, it'd be so cool to be famous. And then I saw that, and I was like, uh, it'd be cool to be famous for something good. <laughs> well, I mean, she got. I mean, she was in a Katy Perry music video. She did more songs that actually were popular. Uh, I guess I don't know how much money she made out of it, but you know, I, probably a decent amount. She right? probably got the last laugh there, so I mean, that's oh, pretty yeah. cool. No, I, I I agree with that. I mean, now when I look at it, I I understand, but at the time, I did not understand that it was okay to get negative pub. I'm just making sure because we know that you're the closed-minded one of the podcasts, and I just got to make sure that you open your mind to different. Oh, so things. we just we just oh, oh I got it. We changed the narrative. Uh, no, the narrative's been that way. I just kind of went along with ah, your, your narrative. We, okay, we know yeah, that you yeah, like to build, build narratives. That's the one thing we learned in, in the decade. You like to build your own narratives. Oh, oh I do? <laughs> yeah. Oh! It's well documented, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I forgot, sorry. It makes sense that you'd be uh, oblivious okay. to it. Does it? Yeah. Because you're the closed oh, okay. mind on the podcast. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Good takes. Good takes. So, uh, planking. 
Now, let me let me ask you this before we even discuss planking. Did you ever actually plank? I didn't. I did not. I I, I don't know. This wasn't this wasn't my jam. <laughs> I didn't ever think it, it wasn't was, my jam either. I didn't think honest. it was funny to be honest. No, I hated it. I actually, if you did this, I didn't like you. That's that this was a deal breaker as a being a respectable human in my eyes. <laughs> what? Let, let me hear your thoughts. What, what were your thoughts against planking? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm fine with causing public disturbances in certain things, like just being kind of goofy. But planking to me was just one. It's just dumb. Like I don't know. I, I didn't find anything amusing about it, and. When I'd see people do it in really dangerous places, it would anger me. So, uh, and I, you'd hear those stories about people who died from planking. I'm just like, that would be, <laughs> what a story. You're a, your great, great grandfather, you did this thing called planking. I do feel like that'd be the way that I die. Something like that. <laughs> For the sake of comedy, I'd do something that ended up getting me killed. <laughs> you do like the cinnamon challenge, you just die. <laughs> I just die. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do the cinnamon challenge for uh, people at home. <laughs> I did the, actually. I did the cinnamon challenge in the 2010s, so I can say that. <laughs> How did it go for you? <laughs> didn't go well. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. I got tricked. I was like, uh, I was like with a girl at the time. I think it was, I think it was my girlfriend. Uh, that I, I don't know if she was my girlfriend yet, but I, w- I was trying to impress her. I was like, oh yeah, that's fine. I'll do this. I'm whatever. I'm tough. It didn't it didn't work out so well though so this is such a millennial thing too just like <laughs> so how did you impress girls back in the day grandpa oh my gosh the cinnamon challenge yeah i know yeah that's pretty dumb i really didn't know it was like it's actually terrifying because you just feel like you're suffocating yeah that's what i've heard yeah i never yeah. tried that Maybe maybe I need to be more reckless. Take take more risks. Like, no, I didn't try planking. I didn't try the cinnamon challenge. Dude, these are not the right kind of risks to take. <laughs> right. Take it from me. I'll it take your word cool. for it. Take my word for it. <laughs> I haven't even thought about planking in a while. I'm glad we're talking about this. I th- I say we bring it back, dude. Let's start doing. How that cool again. would that be? Well, that's what we should do. We should bring back old viral trends. That's our new sweet spot of something we could do. All right, I'm down. We're starting with Crazy Bones, though, because those were great. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Hopefully whoa, whoa, whoa. this time it's not just a trend. That's the becomes the biggest thing. It becomes bigger than Pokemon. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. We all know cra- Crazy Bones did not come out in the 2010s. We're getting off topic. <laughs> uh, ooh, okay. We know some, some of our listeners um, aren't as big of fans when we talk about sports, but... You know, every once in a while we do something like Everything Must Sports, uh, one of our personal favorite episodes. <laughs> I think it's episode number 40. If you haven't uh, listened to it yet, you're, uh, you're missing out on a real, a real treat and a real hidden gem. <laughs> but uh, what do you remember about Linsanity? And actually, can you tell people a little bit about what it is? Because people may have no idea. Yeah, so Linsanity is uh, there was this uh, point guard who played for the New York Knicks. Uh, I think he was on the bench at first, but somebody got hurt, so he ended up becoming the starter. And there was, I don't know how many games it was, but for a stretch, so his name was Jeremy Lin, and for a stretch, he was the best point guard in the league. He he could not be (laughs) stopped. He was nuts. (laughs) He was insane. 
hence Lynn Sanity. Uh, but it's it's crazy to me to just think like, how do you go off like that for just a short stretch of games? No, it's one of the. It, it honestly should be like the eighth wonder of the world because it made no sense. You have this uh, this Chinese American basketball player off the bench who literally like wasn't known at all like just was not a very well-known player i don't even know how i i actually i watched a documentary on him he was not like a highly touted player or anything and he got some playing time and out of nowhere he just starts making a bunch of shots and starts doing all this crazy stuff and like he's he was putting up like 20 or 30 points a night and yeah. it was just crazy and like it was so fun to watch, though. It was, yeah, it was crazy. I, and I think um, they, I, I think he's still given a shot in the league a lot of times because of Linsanity. Because he's not, you know, if you look at his career, he hasn't been that, that great. Um, I actually, I watched this clip the other day on YouTube where he was on the Lakers with Kobe and he waved Kobe off at like the end of the game. <laughs> he ended up making the shot, I'm pretty sure, but Kobe was not happy with getting waved off by this guy. <laughs> um, and, but, but yeah, he, he's, well, I'll say this. So he, he's very injury prone. So I don't think we ever got to see if Linsanity was a real thing. Um, but, it is crazy to me that because it, it'd be one thing if it was just like one game where he was really good because people go off sometimes. But this was like a good stretch where he was arguably one of the best players in the league. He was so good. And then you just never really heard from him again. Yeah, it was a really weird. I, I think what made it so unique is the fact that I can't think of a single other scenario in any sport where someone just came off the bench was incredible like the one of the best players in the league for 20 games and then just went back into obscurity again mm-hmm. <laughs> really he actually he's playing in china now is he yeah i know he was on and, the raptors last year and the reason why i mentioned him being of like chinese descent is um he's the first american of chinese or taiwanese descent to play in the nba um i guess I mean, it's just, it's, you don't normally see that. Like, there's not many Asian basketball players in the NBA. So it was like, it was extremely rare and significant in that aspect as well. Where was Yao Ming from? Uh, Yao Ming is Chinese. Um, I think it's maybe. So you're first, saying Jeremy Lin was the first specifically Chinese Taiwanese? Yeah, first, first American of Chinese or Taiwanese descent. So, um,. Yao Ming actually came right from China. I think I think that's what the distinction is between the two of them. Oh, Chinese American. Yeah. Gotcha. 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 Man, that that was a. I miss those those days. That was a. That was awesome. Um. Okay. So the next one on here is Gangnam Style, which. Gangnam <laughs> Style. I had the, I, I thought about Gangnam Style the other day because I saw the music video. I was out somewhere and they were playing it on the TV and I just, I was taken aback for a second because it was another really weird thing that came out of nowhere. And I think at the time it was the, was it the first YouTube video to ever hit a billion views? I think. I don't, I don't know about that stat, but it wouldn't surprise me that that video went nuts. (laughs) Yeah. 
And it's funny because uh, I remember I saw it. I saw a different version of it first. Like someone was like, check this one out. And it was a version with like uh, a pretty renowned, I think, K-pop artist, uh, a female artist. And I was like, oh, th- you know, this is kind of catchy. And uh, the girl was really pretty. And I was like, you know, I can see why people would get into this. But then I realized that's not even the one that went huge. The one that went huge is just him. <laughs> He's doing all these goofy things. Um <laughs> uh, but it, it what what was, what was interesting to me is definitely it, it shows you the difference in culture because I feel like like this dude definitely um, like he's not jacked he's not this un I mean he I guess maybe to some people he's a handsome guy or something but in, in terms of I get you know what what you picture uh, like a big a pop star would be he wasn't someone that struck me as like oh yeah this guy's gonna be a huge thing. Oh, and this song definitely wasn't something I'd be like, oh yeah, if I could, if I could pinpoint one song that's gonna take off, this is gonna definitely be not it. that one. Yeah but, yeah, but somehow it was. Somehow it was. Yeah, I I don't even I feel like I was a little bit late to the game when I discovered this, but I remember the first time watching that music video and just being like, this is it. And seeing, I think probably the first thing I saw was people just do the dance. Which is really, really a goofy, bizarre dance, but it's pretty damn funny. Do you do you know how to do the dance? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I I just know the this thing. Holy crap! That's about the only thing I I really, I really <laughs> remember. Oh man, what one of these days we're gonna have to get uh have a dance battle on a live stream between oh, you and I, me. I, <laughs> no, I uh yeah, I want to do something some some dumb dance thing I, I would love you and i should just learn a dance together of some kind like do like the like the sync one or something the sync one nice. just one of them yeah well what, like bye 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 is probably the most famous all right could be good could be nice or we could do the uh the no strings attached where they're or what was the song that they <laughs> was it bye 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 that they had the strings on them i think it is oh, okay because well, it would either be that or it's gonna be me those are the those are the two that came out around the same time. But I feel like, I think the strings is bye bye bye. I think. Okay. We we get really good. We can get smooth with that string. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. <laughs> I think we'll it's worth great. It. We we can't forget to tell people that the 2010s is also the decade that the world ended. Do you remember that when that happened? The uh, funny it was, it was really crazy when it happened. Funny enough. Uh, so when we were in school together um, at University of Tennessee, I actually had a class where we read a book about the end of the world. And it was – we had like specific discussion groups where we would sit and talk if about if it was actually going to happen or not. And we would break down people's thoughts and why – people think that this means the end of the world and the Mayan calendar. And it was just like, oh how, how is this? A, how are we doing this in class? Why are we wasting our time on this? But I don't know. Did you have some people in the class who said, Oh yeah, I know. I fully buy into that. Or I, luckily, no, <laughs> luckily, no. Yeah. Cause they actually had some sense in their head. But I, I think, I, I feel like I remember reading stories about people quitting their jobs and just actually thinking that this was it. This was it. This is going to be the last year that we're around. And uh, I remember the day that it was supposed to all end. I got 
Burger King. <laughs> that was my memory of that day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. What did I do on the day? So it was a December 21st, 2012. Mm, yeah, I don't, I don't really have any specific memory of what I did then. That was like a few days before Christmas. So I probably just was excited for Christmas. <laughs> you didn't get Burger King? No, I mean, I, I'll, I'll actually say I love conspiracy theories, and I loved hearing that the Mayan calendar ended in 2012 because um, it's just it's funny that these guys made a calendar, and they're like, let's, uh, let's just make it end on a random day. <laughs> so they're like, people in the future, they'll see this and be like, what? wait, what? So that's, they, I honestly think they probably just screwed with us, or they just got bored and they're like, all right, by the time this calendar is uh, actually gets to this point, we're probably going to have crazy technology, so do we really need to keep making this? That would be a very uh, pretentious perspective to be like, people are going to take our calendar in the future and they're really going to look into it. <laughs> they're really <laughs> yeah, going to value this and think it means something. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's but that just, would be really... funny. That Like, that was, that was the... Uh, the online trolls of that time. <laughs> yeah, we, we we should create the next thing. We should just make, like, before we die, we should just make a calendar that just has an ambiguous, like, very cryptic, uh, like, end note or something on there. Something on the very end that just freaks people out. I'm really busy, but, yeah, you go ahead and do that. <laughs> <laughs> You're busy that day. I'm busy that day. <laughs> You're busy dying that day. <laughs> no time to... Uh, no time to just make a make a joke. Dude, I feel like you would do that for the sake of comedy. Because you'd be the person on your deathbed. You'd be like, come closer. Come closer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what you'd say. I would but fuck it would be with my though. kids or something. Be like, don't go to this place on December of 2090. Or something like that. No, you would you would actually be like about to die, and you would tell the doctor, "Hey, can you show a flat line?" Yeah, <laughs> so I can pretend that I die. I want to see their reactions. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see how them. much they really care about me. You just tell someone, "Come closer." <laughs> One of my kids is like, finally. And I'm like, you motherfucker. I'm not dead. I just did this for the sake of comedy. And I get so pissed that I actually do die as I'm yelling at him. You literally just don't give him your inheritance now. You know what? You're not getting my inheritance. Somebody give me my trust right now. I'm signing it away. <laughs> you give it to your dog instead. Do you think? Do you think I'll be one of those... Uh, those guys who ends up with an 18-year-old on my deathbed. <laughs> she wants me for my money. Yeah, I, I, I could see it. For the sake more of comedy? You, more I, you than me. For the sake of comedy, I might, too. She's got to have what, huge dits. <laughs> yeah, your your wife dies when you're, like, 99, and you, you actually remarry an 18-year-old. No, I, I divorced my wife before she died. <laughs> I divorced her while she's dying. <laughs> for the sake uh, of comedy listen babe this is gonna be hilarious i know that you're not in the mood to joke around because you're dying and everything but just sign right here <laughs> oh my god all right 
This is going off the rails quickly. Off the rails, off the rails. All right. Okay. Here, here on to a more serious and uh, important topic of this decade. In 2015, same-sex marriage became legal in the United States of America. It's it's crazy to me that that is <laughs> so recent. I know honestly. it's really it's good. We're gonna look back and be like, yeah, when we were kids, you literally had to marry someone of the opposite sex, or it was no good. You just couldn't. Yeah, there was no other option. I definitely do think that's gonna be one thing that's like, how did this take so long? But uh, I remember getting into arguments with people on Twitter and and stuff about uh, same sex marriage when this was a th- like not not legal yet, and I don't know. It just it just uh, it's just really shocking that it took so long, but that's that's about all I have to say about that. What, what do you, you have any other? I, thoughts? I agree. It, yeah, I agree. It was a happy moment in my family. There's a, a couple people in my family who have uh, who have benefited from this. So this is something um, that I have directly seen the benefits of. So I mean, you're 100 percent right. It's going to be really weird to look back and uh, <laughs> have to tell our great great grandkids. Oh yeah, there was a, there was a time where you just you know, we didn't we didn't allow certain things like that. Yeah, it's gonna be really hard to explain why, because there's not really a good reason other than trying to say that there might be a, a biblical reference that's against it, or I don't know. Any way that you look at it, it's a good thing that we that we did this. Yeah, I agree. And oh, uh, the next one on here is Leonardo DiCaprio won his first Oscar in 2016, which that was a super long time coming. He's one of my favorite actors. <laughs> And uh, I think we were all pretty surprised it took that long for it to happen. But how, what do you remember of that moment? I just remember it being arguably just as important as same-sex marriage being legalized in, in the United hmm. States. It was, gotcha. Yeah, it was a long time coming. People thought hmm. it should have happened already. And it was a historic day. Yeah, Brandon definitely got a lot of hot takes in the 2010s. That's where Brandon invented the hot takes. Yeah. That's that's when it happened. <laughs> that's gonna be awesome for our audio listeners. <laughs> <laughs> the first ever silence. Like we that's actually it's incredible that we never had those moments because I don't know, we just you, we just don't, but there we I, I feel like I felt a sense that we both wanted that moment so bad to just be a silent moment that we just we were on the same wavelength there. That's that's chemistry. Uh, call back to episode seventy nine, my chemistry romance. That's Stephen and I have chemistry. Yeah, <laughs> love yeah, it. That's good. We found that out in the two thousand tens. Found it out, yeah. <laughs> Brandon and I met in the two thousand tens, actually. I mean, you can figure that out based on the timelines that we've said, but that's that, that should really be on this list here of top moments top moments of everything even though we're going to talk about our personal moments later the world yeah. should know that this is when steven and i met yeah good point oh okay so uh do you remember the gotta catch them all gotta catch them all the pokemon rap oh yeah where it's like charmeleon war turtle mewtwo tentacle air like the light <laughs> you remember that yeah did you ever know all the words since you're so good with lyrics? No. Damn. I think I might have known it better than you, though. Congrats. <laughs> Thanks, man. Well, the reason why I bring this up is because 
2016 was the uh, Pokemon Go craze. And uh, I, I, so one thing that I called was, um, I, I, I predicted a resurgence of Nintendo. So I said that there'll be a renaissance of Nintendo. This is just like, every once in a while I'll come up with these, these takes. And everybody was be hoping, quiet. Steven's about to pat himself on the back. Yeah, I'm going to pat myself on the back. <laughs> I said that Nintendo would make a resurgence. And part of that was them getting into the mobile gaming uh, market. So I was really excited for Pokemon Go to come out. And I will say, uh, I was living in Chicago when this game came out. And it was uh, insane. <laughs> because I went to Lincoln Park Zoo and I just looked around, and everyone, instead of looking at the animals, they were all playing Pokemon Go. And I, I had never seen anything like that in my entire life. And then I went on the train, and everyone on the train was playing this game. And it was, like, people of all different ages and demographics. And I just – I was very taken aback. Yeah. Did I, you play it? Oh, yeah, a lot. Well, it actually came out per, at a perfect time because at this time I was working as a PCA – for kids with autism and so i had two families one of the families the 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 kid that i worked with and for those of you don't know pca is personal care assistant so i would um spend time with kids with autism and and help them establish routines but also uh, do fun activities with them and one of them was a very high functioning uh kid on the with asd and we would go there was a park right by his house that we would go to and we would just walk around the park. I would be with him for like three hours and sometimes we would be out there for an hour and a half, two hours playing Pokemon Go. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, he enjoyed it. It gave us an activity to do. Um, and then every once in a while we would, I would take him to, we would go to a zoo or something and play Pokemon Go there. Um, I, I played with some of my friends sometimes. I, I got sick of it <laughs> after a while, but uh, I I've heard they continue doing updates and making it better mm-hmm. and stuff, but it was it, it came out of the perfect time because I got to use it in my job quite a bit and that was pretty awesome. Yeah, I I didn't, definitely did not play it as much. I mean, I played it a little bit. I caught some Pokemon, but I just I thought it was pretty fun. Like it was cool to catch them, but I don't know. I never I, I played Pokemon a lot back in the day, but wasn't the same my, my girlfriend and i at the time would actually try to uh get our pokemon to uh be on the top of you know you could go to gyms and you could have your pokemon hold hold down the gym we would try to try to do that but our pokemon were never strong enough but it was a nice bonding experience with me definitely <laughs> my that's what was so unique about pokemon go it's brought everyone together brought everyone together and Maybe the most actual noteworthy thing that people talked about a lot was Trump being elected to the office in 2017, which also happened since I've been living in Chicago. And I remember that moment very distinctly because I remember I went to bed before it was announced and I had been paying attention and being like, okay, well, there's actually a chance that he's going to win this because... uh, but. I remember being like so shocked by the the people on the news, like, okay, so he just won a, <laughs> he just won another one. I'm like this isn't even reporting. You can clearly tell that these the people in the news here are freaking out. So that was extremely weird. Um, but 
Yeah, that was a that was a hell of a moment. And uh, I woke up in the middle of the night and just saw my phone. I was like, okay, I'm gonna check the news. And I swiped up and saw that he had won the election, and uh, that was great. My uh, my home state voted for uh, voted for Trump. That was one of the main reasons why he won. I kind of. I mean, I just remember. I, obviously, you know the the 2010s is when Stephen and I became adults. And so we probably started paying attention to this stuff more, but I don't ever <laughs> remember something like this where you had people that had voted for him that were then very ashamed or afraid to mention that they had <laughs> voted for That's him. That's true. I, in fact, in my uh, when I was still in grad school, there was a classmate of of ours that. I, she she told me in private she's like you probably hate me but I voted for Trump <laughs> and I was like I don't hate you what are you talking about she's like I know but you know we talk about because cl- <laughs> he would get brought up every once in a while when we would talk about narcissism <laughs> in our psychology <laughs> class <laughs> and so um, she just felt really she like honestly I could she she felt guilty for having voted for him and she's and it uh, it was an interesting thing to see because I had never seen something like that with with an election before. And uh, I mean, Bush was bad, but this was insane because no nobody thought he was going to win. <laughs> the thing I was the, like, the only thing I was happy about with him winning was that somebody who was not of a political status won an election for once. Like it was. It was nice to see that it would be possible for somebody to come from a different background. Like it, it, it pretty much it opened the door for people to be more open-minded as to what a president could be. Unfortunately, I was not happy with the choice in this situation, but it does give me some some hope in the future that we could get um, some some different types of candidates in there. Well, and you were saying before we hit record that you were really glad a woman never became president. <laughs> There's the joke. <laughs> there it is. Oh man, that's great, dude. Great, dude, you definitely perfected that joke. Brandon loves doing this joke where he always comments on something that he says. One of us says, or usually it's it's me. He says that I'll say something off air, and uh, it's never true. Yeah, it's always bad. <laughs> it's always just something terrible. I, I will say this is not an original joke. I. It's from Between Two Ferns. Zach Galifianakis will do it to his guests every once in a while. He actually did it with Hillary Clinton on one of the episodes where he was saying, you were saying before we started rolling that you wanted to take everybody's guns away? <laughs> Hillary Clinton was not not okay uh, with that. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that, was, that was a pretty uncomfortable uh, episode of that show. It was. But I, I enjoyed it nonetheless. Okay. Um, you want to talk about the next one? Sure. Uh, so I guess it's a good one to follow up the, the Donald Trump becoming president. Uh, in 2017, there was also a women's march with millions who attended. And it was the beginning of the Me Too movement, which has obviously um, been a huge change for society and uh, just progressiveness altogether. What are your thoughts? 
this is one of the best things that happened in the 2010s was we finally got away from that power dynamic that for a long time men of power were totally taking advantage of it and getting away with it because throughout society's history I don't want to speak too much outside of the U.S., but in the U.S., for sure, we've had um, a lot of instances of guys who were abusive and they were getting away with a bunch of stuff and women just weren't speaking out about it. And this was the decade where not only did people speak out about it, but like it pretty much just caused a chain reaction of a lot of people um, getting busted for some really uh, harsh and terrible things that, that did happen. So... Uh, it's very powerful in that aspect, and um, it, it needed to happen. Like, it's, I mean, it's, it's too, too late that this happened. Like, it would have been much better if this would have happened way earlier. But the fact that we opened up this discussion and this dialogue was super pivotal. Well, and to, to backpack off of that, the, like the dialogue specifically, I think a ripple effect of this was having a conversation about you know, what is sexual assault? Because you had things like the Aziz Ansari case where some people would argue, well, that just sounds like a bad date. How is that? Is that on the same level as this or that? And so I think this being brought to the table allows us to actually have a lot of those conversations that might have been taboo to have mm-hmm. um, out in the public. And maybe there can be a more defined idea of, uh, you know, what's acceptable behavior or not. Um, and I think, I mean, when we were reading that, we, we did that Bill Cosby episode, it was crazy to me at how many women were kept shut. Uh, that mm-hmm. one woman, woman in particular who literally went to a lawyer and um, law enforcement and within, uh, you know, the, the right amount of time and they just basically turned her away and you hear i mean before stuff like this actually gets blown up and actually brought to the forefront you hear about this stuff but if you have any sort of idealism in you or any naivete you're like no way is that true you almost just don't want to believe because you're like how could people be this shitty uh but this i think I think we need to see this stuff. You need to see the darkness in people sometimes so that you are more prepared for it. But then again, so you can have those conversations about how to approach things and, and move forward and uh, make a better better tomorrow. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that just happened in the, in the decade in general was um, a lot of those topics that were, just weren't discussed before got brought to the surface, whether it was um, abuse or mental health. Like that's just, it's something that was very, I mean, not only was it taboo, but it it honestly just wasn't, it just wasn't ever discussed. Like people all experienced this. And then, um, it, it pretty much people's lives used to be a lot more private. And with the movement of social media and a lot of these other things out there, it was just a lot easier for people to communicate and be like, Oh, you experienced this too. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that was one of the most important things that happened in the 2010s. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know so much about the the last one. I, I do a little bit. Like, I remember it. But do you remember any of the specifics behind the false missile warning in Hawaii? I don't. I threw it on there because I, I just feel like that's a scary thing. When I read about this, it was just, imagine waking up to that. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. they didn't... Like the the message said, this is not a drill. This is real. So you woke up to this 
thinking we're being attacked and especially Hawaii specifically knowing the events of Pearl Harbor it I mean I, I don't know how many people were alive at that time and and also had to deal with this but um I don't know that that's just a nuts thing to to imagine going through and I, I figured it was worth at least mentioning because now as much as the technology advancements are sweet that means weapons also advance and yeah, yeah, yeah. i f- that was one thing i think a lot of people were worried about with trump is he just gonna start nuking pe- nuking people <laughs> is this gonna, yeah, I know. gonna start a war and uh luckily it hasn't but i don't know it's um that would be bad for business, though. That would be bad for business. The podcast would definitely be out of business if we got... Oh, yeah. No, 100%. We have to, like, fight instead. If 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 there was a draft, would you desert? <laughs> We're going to get some real deep stuff. <laughs> Dude, I have no idea. <laughs> so many things would go through my head before I'd be able to make that decision. I could, that would not just be, like, an impulse decision. <laughs> <laughs> they come to your door. Hey, we're bringing you to war. I don't think I'm going to go. Yeah. Well, you have That's to. Definitely... I'm busy right now. <laughs> I'm recording the... I, like, put... I'm a podcast. I'm a podcast host. I can't do this. Oh, it's like, oh, shoot. Like, podcast... Oh, wait, becomes, everything must go? Oh, yeah. Podcasts have become so big that they're just like... The ways you get out of a draft, if you have a podcast that has more than 50 episodes, <laughs> and you've gone to college... Well, we we well, we got them both. <laughs> well, we dodged this one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really goofy idea. Is that a is that another YouTube video we could do? Could be nice. Uh, it could be nice. Dude, add to the Trello. Add <laughs> to the Trello board. <laughs> Any uh, anything else on this topic? No, I mean it was tough when I was getting towards the end of. Um, so I got a lot of these from a specific website. Um, that website is eluding me right now, but. It was tough because I wanted to try to get something from each year. Um, yeah. Do you remember anything big in 2019 that we could mention real quick? Because I, I can't think of – there was nothing on the list. So so I, I can't think of anything specifically in 2019, but I did want to say one other thing, which was huge in the 2010s. It's a really negative thing, which is just the amount of mass shootings that happened in the 2010s, which were um, – just it was really really bad in that and uh, that's one of the reasons why i am very glad that we are discussing mental health a lot more because i think that a big part of the mass shootings are mental health obviously a lot of them are just acts of terrorism but it's uh it's just it's good to i don't know at least start the dialogue in mental health because i think a lot of this stuff starts in the youth yeah well, I think, I mean, just that, not even just with the gun violence, but the mental health, I think, has become a lot less, um, pe- people are, I think, uh, there's a, you see a shift. People are going to therapy more often. Um, people are willing to talk about mental health a lot more. I mean, you still do have a lot of, I think last episode I even mentioned, The Walking Wounded, who everything seems fine, and, and then you find out that there's something more serious going on beneath the surface but i i do think you're right i think a lot of this stuff coming up um you know is is really important for the progression of 
just validation. You know, a lot of people, I think before it was this idea that you're weak if you have any of these issues. And um, I think now it's being understood that it's more common than we had admitted in in past years. Definitely. Uh, anything else from the decade that you don't think we covered? Well, I was about to say something, um, but we'll probably talk about it when we talk about our personal stuff. So, And if you don't mention it, I'll bring it up. Let me actually write it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, oh, wait, we forgot the most important one. The Cleveland Cavaliers won Dang the it, NBA that was the one. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one I was literally about to write down. The Cleveland Cavaliers won an NBA championship in 2016. Never forget. <laughs> Never forget. Uh, okay, so what are, which will sort of segue into, what are some memorable moments for you in this past decade? Let's do individual first. Okay. Uh, so you start. Uh, well, like we said, we we graduated in 2010 to to kick off the the decade. Graduated from high school. Um, memorable moments. I'm trying to think here because graduating high school. I mean, it wasn't that memorable because I was so ready to get out of high school and just be done with it. But uh, dropping out of college was a pretty memorable moment because I think uh, I think I talked about it in the advice episode. Just. Uh, when you go to college, it's kind of the first time that you're really able to start thinking for yourself. I mean, you can obviously think for yourself before that, but you are a little more in control of your life. And so that was a big, a big, uh, thing for me. And, um, also not letting, I guess, not the doubters per se, but people that tried to convince me otherwise i mean i remember having a sit down talk with my roommates when i'm when i told them i was going to be doing it and they were just like this is such a dumb decision brandon and i was like no way they said that to you yeah uh i mean after we talked about it a while they started coming around to it but it uh it was it was just an interesting um interesting time and obviously steven and i met that was has obviously had an impact on my life uh since um moving back and forth in from tennessee to minnesota again and well from minnesota to tennessee then tennessee back to minnesota and now gonna be going to chicago in the start of next decade uh wrote an album wrote a theatrical piece and performed it which um is is a pretty cool thing to notch uh to put on my belt and then i ended up going back to school graduating and uh started the podcast i mean those are the things that that pop into my head as of right now but uh, a lot of things happened over the past i mean it's 10 years so i hope a lot of things happened but it uh it was pretty memorable what about for you definitely so some of the first ones that jump out um that jumped to my mind Graduating high school, uh, crying on my last baseball game ever. I like it was the only time I, only time in my life I really like cried tears of joy. I guess in a sense, um, going off to college, specifically going off to the University of Tennessee because I moved out of state and just took a huge leap of faith that this was about to be a good decision. Um, definitely, uh, like a lot of like my relationship stuff, like falling in love for the first time, like 
the first time I saw myself on TV was a really big one. So like I worked my whole life to uh, that I wanted to be on TV, and then I finally saw myself on TV for the first time. Um, do my first stand-up show, going up and doing an improv comedy on the Second City stage. Starting a podcast was pretty big. Um, getting monetized on YouTube. Getting my first actual YouTube check was a pretty big one. Um, those are all like the main moments that jump to front of my mind. I mean, then there's, then there's like little accomplishments, accomplishments in there. Um, like the first time I did a, I, I bench pressed one and a half times my weight. I was like, hell yeah. One of those things that I, I had worked towards and I felt like I could do it. But then the first time I actually did it, I was just like super pumped on it. Um, the first time I beat, uh, what's it called? Uh, I'm whatever. It's just it was gonna be a joke. <laughs> I was like, ah, I beat a Mario game or something because I hadn't made a Mario reference there yet. So that was that. <laughs> Dang um, it, we missed a golden opportunity. I know we missed a potentially a great, joke. great joke. What what about uh, met, <laughs> for both of us? <laughs> I met Chiotos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you met Chiotos. <laughs> uh, I guess I don't know how comfortable you are at talking about this, but I, I definitely think it's appropriate for me to mention uh what about some adversity that you faced over the past decade individually oh yeah um trying to ad- adapt to a culture in the south in which i did not fit in that was a big one um going into college after i got a below average gpa and just trying to figure out what i was gonna do um trying to i mean i had like a lot of breakups in the 2000s so i definitely got my heart broken a couple of times or in the 2010s um those those come to mind um being a or changing my career path was one like i had spent my whole life having wanting to be on tv and then realizing that the path that i was going on tv was not going to be the right path for me having to own that and then Going into business after I didn't go to school for anything business related was another kind of a, a difficult one for me. And then um, moving out to Chicago on my own against sort of the, um, I think a lot of people were iffy about my idea to do that, but I really trusted in my heart that that was the the right move for me at the time. And that was the first like real big decision that I just a hundred percent owned. Like I didn't. I didn't care what anyone said to me. I felt like I needed to do this for me. And um, the adversity of making it work. Um, I almost got fired from a job as soon as I moved here pretty much. Um, yeah, it hasn't always been the smoothest road, but um, the payoff and just a general theme of talking about the 2010s is the payoff of the decade has been like no other decade before it. What about you in terms of uh, the adversity? What jumps to mind? Well, the first thing that jumps to mind, I think, is, um, I mean, there was a rough patch that I had going from high school to college because I think, I think a lot, a, a big theme for me in the in the past decade has been all leading up to this idea of who should I be versus who am I? Uh, mm-hmm. And I know that sounds cliche, but I think I think it's a it's a big thing um, that once you kind of hone in on. Uh, you can make a lot of uh, great strides within yourself. And so I, I struggled with that pretty early on, uh, which ended up, again, leading towards my decision to drop out of school. 
Um, but I don't think I ever, but then that, when I was pursuing music, some adversity within that was number one, being very uneducated about what that life was, what it was going to take to be successful in that life, but also, um, whether or not that specific life fit who I was, uh, still, um, and then I had when when I lived on my own in Nashville, I went through just like the worst stretch um, of you know some stuff happened in my family that I was dealing with, and I was on my own for a little bit because my family ended up moving back up to Minnesota. Um, and then the first house that I lived in on my own got robbed, and I had a bunch of stuff stolen. And, uh, I was as a general manager of a Jimmy John's, I was like, what the hell am I doing with my life right now? I don't want to be making sandwiches, <laughs> but I had to pay the bills. Uh, I made some really impulsive decisions that ended up hurting me in, in my pursuit and in just my overall, um, ability to support myself and and then I moved back to Minnesota and that was a whole adversity thing within itself because when you've been away from your like family and your home life, you've started to feel that freedom again and start to build your own path and then you move back in with your family. It's, it's, a hard, it's hard to not resort into old habits and I actually think that that had a big impact on me um, in terms of um, – just like not being as ambitious or motivated as I had been in the past. Um, and then again, making decisions that were about what I think I should be doing based on, you know, whatever factor it was instead of what I, uh, what would really work for who I was. And then I, you know, I went through a pretty bad breakup. I lost some loved loved ones. Um, and, Overall, it's it, it's been a it's been a crazy, you know. We we talk off off the podcast quite a bit about the roller coaster um, that that life can feel like sometimes, where you have <clears throat> high highs, low lows, and then you have some patches in the middle. Uh, you try to stay as balanced as possible, uh, but I think when you when you look when I look forward to the next ten years and everything, I I, I think I see. Uh, a capacity of for for more growth and i think that even with some of the lows or the dips in life i think that they've been a huge they've had huge impacts on me um being a better person at least the a better person to, in my eyes like w- of what i want to be um if i were to look if 18 year old brandon the brandon that started this decade were to see brandon today I think that I'd be happy with with who I was. Definitely there are some things that I look back on I'm like I wish I had been smarter, but overall I think that I continuously tried to grow and and I'm proud of that. I think I'd feel the same way actually about if I looked if if I looked at like me in the end of 2009 if I would have known where I would be like at the end of 2019, I think I'd be pretty pumped. For the most part, I mean, some things I'd be like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> but, yeah, but I think even good, for I you, think. like, uh, I mean, from my perspective, some of those things were uh, a necessity for you to 
become who you are today and Mm -hmm. it's been cool to be on the outside looking in on your life and seeing uh the growth that i've seen in you and and i hope that you recognize it within yourself too because i think it's something to be proud of and i'm i'm excited to see what comes next yeah well yeah i'll i guess on, on the topic of um just our collective um our sort of collective decade uh as we talked about before this podcast brandon and i we we kind of realize that this is the trial and error decade of our lives because yeah if you think about it and i think there's a lot of people can relate to the years of the very end of high school to you get up until like your later 20s so many things happen in there and people go in all different directions some people get married at the very end of high school uh, some people have kids in high school some people by the time they're our age are like married with three kids some people are single some people never left their hometowns to live with their parents some people have moved away like 10 times a lot of things can happen um during this decade and um what's pretty interesting is brandon and i met towards the beginning of the decade which is kind of cool so we met in 2011 um and interestingly enough and cool like it's very cool that brandon is moving to chicago pretty much to start the next decade we were just talking about that before this podcast about how cool that um that that actually is like we're entering a decade together and uh yeah it was just kind of a a cool moment to think about so when i just think about uh a couple of collective memories of the 2010s of us hanging out together just like it's it's cool to see that the moment that we met in that math class which is actually pretty vivid for me um like that, that moment stands out to me a lot. Just uh, doing those walks, having those pretty much what could have been podcast episodes back in 2011 and 2012, um, walking around Knoxville. You could have pretty much just recorded that. And uh, we, ta- we actually talked about um, the day where uh, I would have my own talk show and Brandon would be on there as a musical guest. And uh, I think that some of those memories, because we don't have a ton of memories in person, some of those memories are just like the front of my mind just because of how cool it is to look at how we have the potential to create this now. And now it's never felt more possible um, with you actually being here or about to be here. Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, for uh, for us collectively, there's not a lot of friends that I can say that I've been able to uh, maintain because I've been back and forth between states um, and that's, that, that can take its toll on a friendship. And I think, I think our willingness to have these kinds of conversations and are also, are also our desire to strive, uh, towards something that might be unconventional, um, has really led towards, <clears throat> even if, you know, I, cause you know, I think about just, we definitely have been a shoulder to lean on for each other over the years. Even even in the times that we haven't um, necessarily, because there there were come there were some stretches, especially when I was pursuing music, where we didn't talk a ton. Uh, and then I came and surprised you for your birthday that one year, which was a, a cool memory. Oh yeah, for I, sure. dude, I'm so pissed because I had this video that I recorded of us. I don't know if you remember it, but it was you walking out of the hallway and I had the video and you could like barely see oh, the side of yeah. my face. 
Where where is that video? I deleted it. <laughs> I delete. Well, I didn't. I don't think I deleted. it. I think I lost it when I transferred phones or something. But it was the funniest thing because it was just like one split second of. I was like this. Like for for those listening, I'm sorry. You can't really see what what's happening. I had the phone at like the corner of my face. And I was like staring into the camera lens with my eyes wide open. And Steven just walks out of the hallway, sees the camera, and stops in his tracks with his eyes wide open. <laughs> and then we both just die laughing. And I don't know, it was just a really good depiction of just uh, how ca- how um, how easy it is to just laugh and joke around. And, and <laughs> yeah, man, I forgot that that clip existed. Actually, <laughs> dude, I used to love watching it. Um, I remember. Uh, you coming to visit me um, when I was recording my album, which was pretty cool because you had gotten to see me write a lot of the songs that were going to be on that album. But yeah, and you got to see like the beginning of me starting to take music s- super serious. So to see you or to have you there to see that the album being made and for you to see what I had worked on. Uh, yeah, 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 like while you weren't around, and 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 the full songs that they had become was was pretty cool for me too. And then um, me visiting you in Chicago, you finally taking a trip up to Minnesota, um, and again the the, the next decade going to be starting with you know whatever it ends up leading towards. It's pretty cool that uh, that ev- all of this stuff has kind of led towards this and we we've talked also off the podcast about how uh th- these last 10 years have been like our training camp or our off season and we've been oh yeah we've been preparing and getting ready and now i'm gonna come to chicago and we're gonna be the the 93 bulls <laughs> dude i i really do i really do feel like that i honestly feel like this decade was just a a big testament because you and i moved around a bunch uh, you and I, you and I kind of entered the decade in different ways, but I feel like through all the things that happened, we kind of just both met up with like very similar goals in mind. I think I just think that that's a pretty cool, pretty cool story, especially because we didn't even know each other to start the decade. Exactly. Yeah, it's it is pretty. It's nothing to slouch at. I think. No. Let's. Uh. Anything else you want to say in this? No. We can move on. Cool. Let's do some uh, audience comments on the decade so um uh one had kids in 2010 and 2012 so an audience member who had kids in 2010 and 2012 and let's pose a question are we gonna have some kiddos in the next decade honestly if you would have told 18 year old me that i didn't have kids by now i would have been surprised so i would think that i'm gonna have kids but there is a part of me who's like, man, I don't even, <laughs> I don't even know. Maybe not. Um, I, I would think, I would bet on it. What about for you? You know, I think there's a decent chance. I, I wouldn't be surprised either way in this one. I'm kind of, I'm, I, I, I kind of see both because my gut tells me that I will, but I also cannot fathom it. <laughs> like I can't, I can't wrap my mind around it. Like. I'm, I think especially right now, because I'll be the first one to tell you, I am so laser-focused and, and just, like, hyper-focused into what I'm doing right now and, and allowing myself to be very selfish because I do think that in the past I didn't do that enough. 
and I'm so locked into that now. And by being by being selfish in I think a lot of the right ways, which is I'm trying to build something so that I can bring in this life partner into this life that I've already built for myself, and then she can come and join me on it, and then you know have little versions of me who are really cool. Maybe let me or ask. They suck. I don't know. We'll find out. Let me ask you this. <laughs> Do you think if you and I are in like committed, like married or in committed relationships, and one of us ends up like uh, with our partner gets pregnant, do you think the other person will feel pressure to be like, I gotta pop out a kid now too? Because <laughs> Steven's having a kid. I, I don't. You don't? <laughs> I don't feel that way. No, I don't feel that way at all. You don't think that you'd be competitive with me if I told you I was? Well, I'm gonna be like, oh. Uh, uh, hey, babe, uh, Brandon has two kids now. We're, uh, <laughs> we're, we're behind, all right? <laughs> we <laughs> end up seeing how many kids we right can now. have. <laughs> Whichever one of us has more kids is the stronger man. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think that that is absolutely ridiculous to think that I might feel that way, but, like, maybe, who knows? I don't know. Maybe you get I'm competitive about some weird things, so I just, I don't know if I'd put it past you. <laughs> no, I wouldn't either. I'm, I'm, yeah, you're right. But, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But if we do have kids, then, as we said, they got to take over the podcast and become the next Brandon and Steven. Deal. Yeah, deal. Oh, we should try to have kids who are, like, around the same age. That could be kind of cool. That's what I'm talking about. That's like Could be kind of cool. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, so the next one on here, the Cubs break the drought. Now, the Cubs breaking the drought, you know, good comment from the audience, but here's the thing. They did it against the Indians. So, and I was here in Chicago when it happened. I made a whole YouTube video on this. You can check it out on my YouTube channel. I'm not a big fan of the moment. I used to be happy about it, but if it was against any other team, I would have been a lot happier. So, really, it was more about the Cavs than it was about the, the in fact, the Cubs. I think the Cavs victory championship was the most important one of the entire decade. I disagree. We can move on, though. <laughs> okay, fine. The end of Vine, which in turn started a lot of the influencers we have today, including my boy Logan Paul. Shout out, Mr. Paul. <laughs> Mr. LP. For those of you. Get out of here. This is a running joke, all right? I don't have some weird thing for Logan Stephen Paul. Stephen Russell bizarre. B is the next Logan Paul, according to a highlight clip on our YouTube channel. <laughs> Great. <laughs> that is cool. Vine was was cool though. It was like a bunch of amateur creators ended up becoming something. You got David Dobrik, Logan Paul, uh, Liza Koshy, uh, The Gabby Show, um, King Batch. Uh, dude, I can't even think of it. Drew Gooden, uh, Danny Gonzalez. Gosh, you had so many people that are like big on YouTube now and and. Uh, Huge content creators that have inspired other people just from making six-second video clips. Like if that if that isn't inspiring to to just if you are creative and want to put your creativity to to the test, I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I did. I tried to do Vine. I had some pretty good ones. Just kidding. I really didn't. But I, I tried. I did one about the Super Bowl once, and like four people watched it. Really quick. <laughs> We have an audience comment that I think we need to make. No, Stephen Paul. Oh, great! Yeah. Oh man, that's what you should make your last name, Stephen yeah. Russell Paul. 
I'll do it for one day. Why not? April Fools. April Fools. No, because then it'll be like months before I could probably change it back. Probably not worth a joke. I think for the sake of comedy, you do it. For the sake of comedy, it could be nice. Okay, one audience member met their best friend. I think it's worth noting that Brandon and I... Brandon is definitely the best friend that I have made in the decade. So, congrats on that. You win a nice uh, sticker for that. Coda is my best friend, so... Yeah, but did you meet Coda in the decade? Yes, moving on. All right. <laughs> uh, the death of the BlackBerry blockbuster and the slow death of retail. You know, when I first read this, I thought it was a slow death of metal. <laughs> what are you talking about? D- Metal's very much alive in your heart. Yeah, yeah I know. I was like, what, what are people trying to say here? <laughs> But those are those are good. Here, I'm, I'm going to comment on all these. BlackBerry, never had one, never wanted one. Uh, what was this one? Blockbuster. Uh, I loved mo- renting movies. Love going to the movie rental place and renting movies or Nintendo 64 games. Absolutely love doing that. And uh, the slow death of retail. I'm actually a believer in the future of retail because I think once they move more to experiences and less about just going into a store and just pulling things off a shelf... The retail could be revitalized, a, a new version of it. Yeah, I uh, I do miss those memories of being a kid and my parents, you know, having a sleepover and my parents were like, all right, we're going to go to Hollywood Video or Blockbuster and you get to rent one game for you and your friend to play for the night. And I don't know, there are a lot of fun memories from that. Uh, now, obviously, you can kind of do that, but it's more digital. I don't know, there was just more of an experience behind it. Um, I, I sound so fucking old just saying that, but, um, (laughs) back in my day, we used to go to the store and get a game. Uh, (laughs) I don't know where that old man voice has been coming from, but I like it a lot. (laughs) Um, slow death of retail. I hate shopping. So honestly, death to them all. Dude, that's a weird comment. I think, I think you'd like shopping if you went shopping with me. I'm the man to go shopping with me. Honestly, I would just fuck around the whole time if I went shopping with you. So. Dude, you know what we, we could do? We could be those those guys. I don't say those kids, but you know, we go in those clothing racks and we're like, we're hiding in there. You know what I'm saying? We scare <laughs> people. <laughs> Dude, next decade's gonna be sick. Honestly, though, we are. When I come uh, to Chicago, I, I do need to do a, an overhaul on my wardrobe because, as cool as all these Star Wars shirts and Batman shirts are, I, I think I need to need to upgrade in my <laughs> everyday apparel. Yeah, yeah, no, but I, I, I did actually used to hide in the clothing racks. My mom told me a story about how she couldn't find me once when she was shopping, and I was hiding in the clothing rack, and some uh, some old lady found me and returned me. Can I tell you one one time I was at a store with my parents and they wouldn't buy me a toy, so I pulled the the oldest trick in the book, make a big scene, because then they just would want to shut you up, and so I started bawling or whatever, and then. I saw a girl that I had a crush on, and she saw me bawling at the store. <laughs> this, this is in like third grade. Totally, I totally ruined it for myself. Wow. We would have been married with kids if I hadn't done that. Yeah, but everything must go wouldn't exist. Everything. So I'm glad. That, I'm I'm glad that you cried that day. You really you did it for the benefit of the podcast. Honestly, I had the foresight. I knew this was going to happen. I was like, I have to sabotage this relationship. You have to make sacrifices in life. 
Dude, that's the reason why we're friends right there. The dedication to the podcast. <laughs> You'll love that. Hey, uh, anything else you want to say on these audience questions, or are we going to make some bold predictions here? Because I'm some, feeling some predictions. Let's get some freaking predictions. Dude, if there's one thing I'm good at, it's making some predictions. So, uh, man, you start. <laughs> All right. Bold prediction number one. I think that the podcast is be- going to become a uh, a feasible source of income for both of us in the next decade. Okay. And yeah. uh, I'll, I'll go with one that's maybe more individual. Um, in the next decade, I will have written an album and had it produced and also have written a short film. Ooh. Any other ones you want to put out there? Steven and I will also write and star in our own movie. (laughs) Dude, I like that one. We already have the idea for that one, so I like that one a lot. Okay, so I'll I'll, I'll make mine. Um, I think Brandon and I will both be our own bosses, whether uh, whether that means like just a podcast or just as individual businesses. I think that both of us will not work for anyone else. Um, I think I will be married. I think Brandon will be married too. I think between the two of us, there will be at least one kid out there. I think, um, man, I really I want to make so many predictions right now, but I hate the idea of listening back on this and being like, oh, no, do it, it, dude, go bold. Okay, fine. I, I'm gonna, ah, man, I want to because I want to think of like a dollar amount because Eminem makes a, a comment, but I think. I'd like to have like a million dollars saved up by then. Gives me like ten oh, years to do buckaroonies. so. <laughs> Gives me like ten years to do so. That might be a bit ambitious, but that would be pretty cool. Uh, watch, I'll have like forty dollars saved up, and I'll be like, <laughs> <laughs> I've lost it all already. I'm already like on the down, on the downturn. Hell, if I had like uh, a house or something, that would be pretty cool. What else would be cool? I I feel like these might be more cool than actually my <laughs> than predictions at this point. But I think these are mostly predictions. Oh, and I think I will return to TV in one way or another. I don't know what that means exactly, but that has been my goal since I left being in the news was that I would find a way to get back on TV again. So I don't know if that means I'll be like in the background of a TV show. I don't know if I'll like I'll act in something. I don't know if it'll be my YouTube thing will turn into more of like a tv related thing but i I have a feeling do you consider netflix shows tv yeah so so, something like that okay so it wouldn't obviously be like like saying a traditional tv would be just wrong but something to do with returning to tv i'll leave it kind of open-ended because i didn't know what tv was going to be when i was younger so it's it's always changing but i think that would be cool too and I, i could definitely see that happening 
So, yeah, those would be good things. Agreed. What else would be nice? I'm trying to think, because you made a lot more predictions than I did. I'm kind of feeling bad. Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like after a while, I was just, like, really just thinking about it. I'm going to predict that I'm going to meet a girl that cuts off my dick at some point in my sleep. And then Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to develop a new sense of masculinity without a penis. Okay. I don't think that's going to happen, but that's a good one. That's a good one. Okay. All right. All right. Um, I don't even know how, where to go from that one. That was just... That, really just, that was so good. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, I, I think everything we predicted is going to be true. Wait. Do you, I thought you didn't think that was going to be true. No, I think it's all it's all gonna be true. Okay. If we say it it's it's gonna happen. That's how this works. I really hope that doesn't happen. I think everything must go is gonna be Let's be honest though, for the sake of comedy, that would be pretty freaking funny. If in ten years I come back on the podcast, I say, Hey, you guys remember when I made a prediction that somebody's gonna cut off my cock (laughs) and it happened? That's gonna be pretty funny. Dude, that will that would be one of the best for the sake of comedy moments ever. Like it would be just really tragic, but it would be so funny that we'd almost be like, dude, you gotta admit, there's a silver lining here. <laughs> I mean, you know, let's let's hope this this doesn't come true. But if it did, would it would it be the worst thing in the world for the sake of comedy? No. It would be maybe the best joke of the twenty twenties. <laughs> I'm so glad that this is out in the airwaves right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it too. I'm loving every second of it. All these things. Uh, what else? Uh, oh uh, no, I had a, I had a whole train of thought, but this episode, there's just been so much, so much activity going on. It's been hard to keep track of it all. Uh, but I know it was really important. It was going to be funny, and you guys were going to love it and be like, "Wow, Stephen really brings a lot to each episode." For those of you listening, just know that that what you would have heard. Probably doing the best thing you've ever heard in your entire life. So just pick picture that happening and imagine that that is actually what happened because it would have. So let's just say that it did. Yeah, yeah, no, ex- exactly, exactly what Brandon just said. Uh, man, I really wish I did remember it though because I feel like it was just incredibly insightful. Uh, but that's okay. We don't need to talk about it because it's not going to be that good. Um. Well, now, as we reach the ending of this episode, overall, how do you feel about this decade coming too close and being on the verge of a new one? I am excited. I think, like I said, this past decade has definitely had its ups and downs, but I think that's, that is life. And at least that's been my experience of life thus far. I think I've probably become more centered as a person. And I hope that the next decade feels a lot more balanced. And, and I can, you know, making this decision to go to Chicago, I think, is a, is a big decision for me. And I feel ready to, to hit the ground running. And, I mean, there's definitely some things that I look back on. It's kind of sad the way that it ended up and turned out. But... 
with all that stuff, with all the endings comes those new beginnings. And I think, again, I, I say all these cheesy things, but I think uh, ultimately the point is I'm I'm really excited to see where the next 10 years take me and where the next 10 years take Steven. So that's that's kind of what I'm thinking. Good. Good. Yeah, I, I'm... I'm... I, I like it, it was a very, very up and down decade for sure. And I have no doubt that the next decade will be up and down as well because I think that that's just what happens in life. But I'm I'm very excited for 2020 because I think that I, I'm I'm proud of the things that happened during this decade for me. Like I think I was resilient and I think I I learned from my mistakes that I made over the course of the decade. And I think that 2020 comes at a good time. Um, not just because Brandon's moving here, but just because of the confidence that I've grown as a person. Like I entered this decade as a very self-conscious, like like, I I was a a much different person. Like I really was a, in high school, I was kind of just that guy who didn't really have much of an identity, who felt like he was not living up to who he could be because he cared too much about the judgment of others. Um, I never really had my thing. I was never that athletic. I was never that good looking. I was never really that the only thing I really had to, to my, my, my grades weren't that good. Uh, the only thing I really had to uh, latch on to was just me as a person, like knowing what I was capable of doing and, and how I was around people. And um, I think my excitement in 2020, just it comes to see, wow, if I grew that much in this last decade, what could I do in the next decade starting where I'm at now? <laughs> because... I spent that whole decade just getting to this point, and now the next decade I get to already be here and then move 10 years forward. And that's a really cool thing because I'm as confident as ever in that regard, and like I know there's going to be things that happen in the decade that will tear me down. I'll go through, like, why me? What am I doing here? But at the end of the day, I know what I'm capable of, and um, I'm just excited to see what, where it all goes. True that. So any anything else? Any final thoughts? No. Uh this was we talked about a lot. <laughs> so I <Yeah>. think <laughs> I think I'm good. It's uh I'm glad that we did this episode. I I'm glad that uh we got to have sort of a reflective look on things cuz I don't know I probably wouldn't have done I think you said that you're planning on doing something for your channel on, on something like this, right? But yeah, something along the lines. I mean, th- this this covers so many of the things that I don't know exactly how. I'll definitely do a look back on um, on the decade just in one of these videos as it comes to a close. But um, yeah, no, I'm I'm glad that we got to. I, I, I it's crazy that we're like nearing the end of the year because it feels like it was just yesterday that we were preparing for that Christmas episode, and then we, it feels like just yesterday we were doing that. 2019 first episode discussing all our goals <laughs> I, I remember you know starting 2019 off with sheets of paper where i was like all right what are your goals what are my goals yeah what it seems like that was like literally just yesterday <laughs> this year flew by oh yeah well it's and it's crazy i know that we keep bringing it up and up and up and up but at the beginning of this year specifically we didn't have the plan that i was going to be moving to chicago <laughs> That no. wasn't part of the conversation. Well, it was part of the conversation, but it wasn't. I was like, give me this year to kind of think through this. 
um, you know, that was actually in 2018, leading into 2019. And then 2019, at the beginning of the year, we were just like, you know, there's even a chance that I never come to Chicago because I was in grad school and, and pursuing that. And, uh, but just the more that I thought about things and the more we talked about it, it's crazy to think that now it's actually going to be happening. And uh, I, I know that I sound like a broken record with it, but it's, I don't know, it's pretty dope. Yeah. We're some dope dudes for sure. 100p. <laughs> Can't wait to see what funny things I come up with to say in 2020, like 100p, or just like any of these other number of Luke Voigt jokes and who knows what else. Yeah. We know they'll be funny. That's the only thing we do know I'm for sure. I'm super excited for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, are we going to update everybody on our content now? Yep. Okay, so to end out uh, this year, I I visited the world's largest Starbucks, so that video will be coming out uh, soon. Um, I already actually finished editing it. Uh, I'll be doing some more Chicago vlogs uh, to end out the year. Um, I might even throw in a vlog of like miscellaneous stuff that I've done that hasn't really made it into anyone in particular. Um, I'm doing a Christmas video and I'm doing a like end of year video. So I've already got a lot of things planned between now and the rest of the year. Uh, I'm also going home for a stretch. So I'll be back in Ohio for a pretty big stretch in there. Um, so that will be another time where it's going to be just a lot of editing while I'm home. But, um, that's how I'm ending out the year. And, uh, if you are curious to stay up to date on that, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, Stephen Russell B. Um, that's two S's, two L's, and uh, V, or, or Stephen with the V, not not PH, because that's trash. It, it's one of my <laughs> favorite things to hear you fumble through how to explain your name, because it's your fucking name, and yeah, you've said it so many times. But now to hear you fumble through it sometimes. I know. Cracks me up. I know, I know, I know. But you guys get what I'm trying to say here. And uh, what else was I saying? Uh, yeah, that's. I think that's. Might be it. It for you? Okay. Yeah. So for me, uh, I actually just posted today. We were recording the podcast on a Sunday, um, which has kind of been my go to uh, upload day. For those of you who are not subscribed to me on YouTube, please subscribe. My goal was to get to 100 subscribers by the end of the year. Probably not likely, but uh, I still will take all the subscribers I can get. So if you guys are not subscribed to my YouTube channel, you can just search Brandon Flippin. The the channel name is technically Brandon J. Flippin. But I just posted a cover of Dancing on My Own by Robin uh, originally, and then Callum Scott did it. Um, But it's kind of a mixture of those versions. And... um, I'm going to have more music content coming out. Uh, I, I'm thinking I'm going to do for Christmas, I'm going to do a cover of uh, Last Christmas by Wham. Um, probably one of my favorite Christmas songs, and uh, I think I could do something pretty fun with it. Um, and I'm going to do some more songwriter to songwriters. I also have some other video ideas that include uh, kind of analyzing characters in movies. Um, and I might even... Um, release my first psychology-esque video within this month so gonna be a nice month of december for content for me 
please uh, subscribe, like I said, or you can follow me on Instagram at Brandon J. Flippin. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the stuff that I'm going to be posting. So I hope you guys like it as well. Anything else you want to say about the episode as a whole before we uh, tease and send them off? Uh, if you guys liked this episode, we did a couple of other episodes about previous decades. We did one about the 2000s. I don't know what number it is offhand, but look for the one that's that's called Remembering the 2000s. And then uh, we did another one where we remembered the 90s, which I, I really enjoyed doing those ones as well. Yeah, yeah, good, good point, good call out. Yeah, I would definitely check those out. Those are fun episodes. And uh, as always, make sure you send in comments or questions. Uh, we, we definitely did get uh, quite a few questions or comments about this decade, but if after the episode you have anything else you want to say, you can email us emgpod at gmail.com or call us and leave us a voice message, 513-427-EMG5. Again, that's 513-427-EMG5. Uh, as for next week, we are going to be having a discussion on what an artist is, uh, and we might be taking a more introspective look on ourselves and if we consider ourselves artists as well. Um, but altogether, thanks so much for, for tuning into this episode. Thanks if you made it this far. Um, you can follow us on social media at EMGPod or, again, at our personal handles at Brandon J. Flippin or at Stephen Russell B. And as always, have a good one. Take it easy. Take it easy.